0: Hey, this is Bill Dwyer, hanging on to my Hollywood dream
1: by my fingernails. I sing the truth, and you're listening to TF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Greg Warren moves to New York City and discovers he loves Thai food, but he has some misgivings.
0: I love the Thai people. I love their food. They lie, though. They're kind of liars about uh, the people at the Thai restaurant, by the way. They uh, they lie about the restaurant wait time. They refuse to turn away business.
1: We'll hear more from Greg in just a few minutes. Angus T. Jones of Two and a Half Men finds himself in some hot water, and unfortunately not with some bikini-clad girls. Uh, We'll hear more about that in a few minutes as well. But first, as always, fake news. (laughs) Now fake news with me. It wasn't a surprise to anyone who saw the much publicized Lifetime movie Liz and Dick about the love affair between Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton that Lindsay Lohan did not come close to capturing the essence or magic of a woman who may have been Hollywood's biggest star ever and most beautiful. If there's one thing that Lindsay does know about though, it's getting dick. I'm so sorry. Apparently former troubled stars stick together, speaking of Lindsay Lohan. According to a report from TMZ, Charlie Sheen gave Lindsay Lohan a $100,000 check to help cover the $233,000 she allegedly owes in back taxes. The two tabloid fixtures became close while working together on the upcoming Scary Movie 5 and became closer after Sheen climbed on top of her. Uh, I, have a, I have another punchline for that one too. Let me try that one out. Uh, let's go back to help cover the $233,000 she allegedly owes in back taxes. She was going to help her buy a car at first, thinking Lohan had $200,000 in unpaid taxis. I'm not sure which one of those I like better, so pick yours. Following a hoax post that went viral, Facebook has reassured its users that they, not the company, own the copyright to the content they post on the social network. Last week, and a number of users on the site began reposting the viral status update proclaiming that users, not Facebook, own the copyright to their own content. The viral post implies that Facebook owns the copyright. It was debunked hours later, only to be followed by another post claiming Facebook had bought Snopes. Mitt Romney finally made it to the White House for lunch. The defeated Republican presidential nominee lunched with President Barack Obama on Thursday in the private dining room, continuing a tradition that has lasted uh, for several generations. They talked about policy, the post-election, America's leadership role in the world, and then President Obama gave the former governor a free phone. Powerball officials say tickets sold in Arizona and Missouri matched all six numbers to win the record 587.5 million dollar jackpot. Arizona lottery officials will hold a press conference midday to announce where that state's winning ticket was sold. Lottery officials in Missouri did not immediately respond to messages seeking comment. Carl Rove bought hundreds of tickets hoping to use that jackpot to try and defeat Hillary Clinton in 2016. An international scientific expedition has revealed a South Pacific island roughly the size of Manhattan and clearly marked on online maps and maritime charts does not in fact exist. The undiscovery of the island, which until now was midway between Australia and New Caledonia, highlights how much we have to learn about the ocean. scientists say. It was later revealed that the reason the island wasn't found is because Benjamin Linus moved it before transporting to Tunisia.
0: Where's the island? Where's the island? Where's the, the island?
1: Roiling clouds and a swirling vortex at the center of Saturn's famed North Polar Hexagon is seen in an image from NASA's Cassini mission taken on November 27th of this year. The camera captured an image of the massive storm from approximately 224,000 miles in space. President Obama has dispatched FEMA to the ringed planet. In more solar system news, Mercury, the closest planet to the sun, possesses a lot of ice. 100 billion to 1 trillion tons, scientists working with NASA's Messenger spacecraft reported on Thursday. That is a counterintuitive discovery for a place that also ranks among the hottest places in the solar system. At noon at the equator on Mercury, the temperature can hit 800 degrees Fahrenheit, 798 degrees out in the suburbs. Get ready to share the road with the driverless, computer-controlled cars. Prepare to join millions of travelers who will start riding trains to nearby cities. Expect to be nickel and dime even more by the airlines. By 2022, experts say the consumer war over having to pay for every airline perk and option from pillows to snacks to window seats to legroom will be over. But that won't affect me and my jetpack. And uh, this just in, Facebook has removed a seemingly risque photo of a naked woman reclining in a bathtub, mistaking her rather large set of elbows for a pair of breasts. The social network removed the misleading photo because it deemed it to contain pornographic content, according to the audiovisual web magazine Theories of the Deep Understanding of Things. While at first glance the photo appears to show the woman's buxom breast, upon closer inspection it soon becomes clear all that can be seen is an innocent elbow resting on the edge of the tub. Of course, I spent the rest of the afternoon searching for pictures of Selma Hayek's elbows on the Internet. And that's been Fake News with me. <music> Guess what? A dumb bit that doesn't involve politics. How's that? Um, I'm a little worn out after the election, uh, quite honestly. I mean, I, I can do it for fake news, but... Um, I think for the dumb bit, I kind of want to move in a different direction here. And uh, thanks to Angus T. Jones of Two and a Half Men, uh, we can do that. Now, Angus T. Jones, who is the half in Two and a Half Men, found himself in the midst of some controversy this week. You may have heard about this. Uh, he badmouthed his own show while being interviewed by a religious website. And here's a little blast of that. I'm on Two and a Half Men. I don't want to be on it. Please stop watching it. Please stop <laughs> filling your head with filth. Now, folks were quick to point out, of course, that Angus signed a contract back in May, and he is 19 now. He's an adult; he can sign his own contracts, and uh, he signed a contract that guarantees he will make uh, something like $300,000 an episode. It's between 250 and, and $300,000. I couldn't find the exact figure, but you know, it's a lot of coin uh, to be uh, on on Two and a Half Men. So, um, you know, people are saying well, that's a little bit disingenuous, but as it turns out, um, well, first of all, here is, he is in September, and I think you can kind of tell he's already having some misgivings. He's uh, talking about Miley Cyrus having a guest shot on the show, and uh, uh, he's not the greatest actor. Have a listen. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, she, she, they gave her this really awesome character, and she was so good at, like, she was really, really good. I, uh, she... Performed phenomenally. She was great. The episode's very funny. Even though it tortured my eternal soul. All right, so that was just back in September. And, uh, well, he also has this to say. This is really interesting about um, Miley appearing on Two and A Half Men and coming off of uh, her Disney show. I think people are definitely going to look at her differently because, you know, maybe a lot of people look at Hannah Montana as the kid's show and she's doing the kid thing. But now she's kind of on Two and A Half Men, which is, like, you know, I guess you would say big kid show and not necessarily an adult show but a big kid show well a show for big kids who want to fill their head with filth okay so um what as it turns out what has happened here is in the past couple of months uh he's found the baby jesus and good for him by the way because you know certainly that's a much better way to spend your time than say oh i don't know amanda Bynes who's climbing into an suv loaded and smashing into a cop car so hey you know more power to you um, uh, you know, I'm glad you're putting your, your, uh, your time to productive use. That's cool. But it just, just seems a little weird. Uh, and then, of course, he had to kind of backpedal on this whole thing because, you know, once the whole thing exploded, uh, you know, people got upset. And, uh, of course, he issued a statement. Well, he didn't issue. Well, here, here's the statement. I apologize if my remarks reflect me showing indifference to and disrespect of my colleagues and a lack of appreciation of the extraordinary opportunity of which I have been blessed. I never intended that. Yeah, that sounds like something he'd say, doesn't it? Um, and if his voice sounds a little girly, well, that's because, of course, he didn't actually say that. His publicist and his managers issued that statement. And uh, I think he just signed off on it. I don't even know if he even did that, you know. But, um, yeah, that was read by a gal from the website uh, Clever News. And uh, a lot of other people picked up on it and read it. But there's no video or audio of him saying it because he never said it. It was just his people saying it. And that's fine. But here's the thing, uh, he's not entirely wrong in what he said when he said that, well, when he said this.
0: Please stop watching it. Please stop filling your head with filth.
1: There's some good advice there. Stop watching Two and a Half Men. I'm on board with that. Um, but I think he's confusing the word filth with the word It's a bad show. It's a bad, bad show. All right, <laughs> moving right along. Hey, everybody, it's Big Pretty from the Big Pretty Podcast. Check me out on iTunes, Big Pretty Podcast. Uh... BigPrettyPod.com. Follow me on Twitter at BigPrettyPod to keep abreast of the burgeoning starting era of the Big Pretty Podcast. Uh, I'll be talking to comics. I'll be doing junk. So uh, please be sure and check it out and uh, more importantly check out my man here, P.F. Wilson. Thanks again. Peace out. Mix up with interviews uh, over the past two weeks. Uh, Bill Dwyer was actually supposed to run this week as he's in Minneapolis uh, starting this week, and Greg Warren was supposed to run last week as he is in Cincinnati this week. So uh, sorry about the mix up there, but it worked out for the better because we had a chance to go see Greg Warren this past Thursday in Cincinnati at the uh, Funny One on the Lovey, which is actually in Newport across the river, and wow, what a fabulous show! Uh, crowd a little iffy, but um, the uh, Greg was at the top of his game, man. He's uh, mixing all of the elements that he's known for: some of the goofy characters, some of the you know, kind of a middle-aged guy growing old uh, stuff was in there. He and of course he did uh, flute, man, by request. The audience shouted that out, and he was happy to oblige. So, if you have a chance to see Greg, uh, please go see him. In the meantime, here is our interview with Greg Warren. <laughs> Joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's Greg Warren. Greg, how you doing?
0: Hey P.F., how's it going,
1: man? Not bad. We haven't had you on since uh, last year, I was looking back. It was episode 15. So it's been a while. Uh, what episode are you on now? 17? This will be 71.
0: Wow. Yeah. A lot of episodes, buddy.
1: Yeah, it is. Prolific. It's a lot of. I, I try to be. you got to stick to it. Um, last time. Uh, I'm, uh, yes. I'm,
0: I'm a much better guest. A year later I'm yeah,
1: sure <laughs> it's a much better show. we've all grown.
0: Yeah, I, I a lot a lot has changed.
1: Yes, so uh, well, speaking of which uh, see, let me, let's see last year you had um, so you had uh, done that song with Henry Phillips based on your uh, popular one star People bit, and uh, you were still doing some West Wesley videos. Uh, what's new with you?
0: Well, I moved to New York. that's probably the uh, probably the biggest change.
1: Nikki of, Glazer uh, told us that yeah, up. she' spilled the beans on that. Uh, who did? Nikki Glazer. We were we spoke to her a couple of weeks ago, and um, I know you all are from St. Louis. And I was telling her all the people I knew from St. Louis, and your name came up, of course. And she said, "Oh, he, he moved to New York," and I did not know that. That she she
0: uh, she, uh, she stole my thunder. I mean, that, that was pretty much <laughs> that was the big thing. That was the big surprise. That was going to be everything on this podcast. <laughs> she ruined it.
1: There you she go. Yeah.
0: yeah. Nikki and I went to the uh, the same high school, actually.
1: That's right, uh, yeah. She had mentioned that. An- another stealing your thunder. Even several but, years apart. Actually. Yes. Like, um, yeah, because you and I are closer to the same age. In fact, I think I'm a, yeah, yeah. a couple years older than you, actually. Um, so why the move to New York? I remember you left Los Angeles because you didn't feel it was creatively uh, working out for you as far as being able to write uh, uh, enough and write the things you wanted to write. So you went back to St. Louis? Yeah, I
0: think I yeah, I think so. I think um I, I when I was in LA I think I was uh, a little uh maybe green in the business and uh, needed to I don't know, I think I, I, I was able to develop a little easier on the road and in the Midwest. But um I think uh I think it's easy to get stale in this business, so I needed sort of new surroundings and
1: oh, okay. uh,
0: um you know, new creative challenges and be you know, be around uh some really funny people, and and doing sets in New York's a little different situation,
1: right? Um, you know, it's uh, you're doing
0: short sets and in between a lot of really funny guys, so you got to kind of, you know, bring bring the heat pretty quickly. <laughs> Just a ton of people, and it's it's a, it's a different place than anywhere in the world. So, um, so I'm I'm exposed to all kinds of different things.
1: Well, and um... My
0: food, I would say, is the biggest difference so far. Yeah, I had no idea. That existed now, pretty much every day. I, I eat Thai food. Uh,
1: not not a lot and, of Thai uh, food back in St. Louis.
0: Not quite as not quite as much. No, okay, no, that makes sense. And I've learned. Um, I love the Thai people. I love their food. They lie, though they're kind of they kind, of, kind of liars uh, about uh, at least the people at the Thai restaurant. by the they uh, they lie about the restaurant wait times. It's sort of um, they refuse to turn away business. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I went in there the other night, and I'm I'm, I'm in this desperate hurry, and I'm starving, and the place is packed. And I just want an honest answer about like, hey, like how long? Uh, how long is it going to be? Is it ten minutes? It's, no, it's, I know it's not ten minutes. You guys <laughs> said that last time. But it's not 10, it's ten minutes. It's ten minutes. It's, <laughs> you, you just put my name at the bottom of a list that looks like the ships manifest from the Titanic, like. I know it's not ten minutes. Let's move fast. Yes. <laughs> if you're executing people on a list, it moves that fast. But no, other
1: no—that's no. an idea. They should probably yeah, <laughs> yeah, move that list along. Uh-huh.
0: Hey, I can, yeah yeah yeah. I, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm ready to take it to that level. And then I got in a. The, um, then I got, I got I got in trouble. I uh, I got busted uh, for bringing outside uh, beverage into uh, to the Thai restaurant uh, a couple days ago. Uh
1: oh. Uh, you know,
0: I I I, I was uh, meeting a buddy of mine, at comic, uh, Tony Dale, for lunch, and uh, had a little time to kill beforehand. And I I went to a coffee shop, and I got I, I like my tea, man. I got I got the tea, and it was like the perfect temperature. It, it, it was cooled down, and then I had to meet him for lunch. I was like, okay, I'll just I'll take the tea in there. I, I don't want to I don't I don't want to waste this tea. I've invested yeah. a lot of effort in it. And, uh, I take it in there, and I saw the sign. And it said, you know, no, uh, you know, no outside food or beverage. But I thought they would give me a pass because I've been in this place like 60 times, and I you know, I always tip well. I buy a lot of stuff, and uh, not many confiscated the tea. it. They took, took it away from me. Wow. I, I uh, yeah, and I you know I wanted to kind of I was like hey, I mean I didn't fight them hard. I'm like hey man, I come here all the time. Like the sign says. I'm like I, I know that it's the sign, but don't hide behind the sign. There's, <laughs> you know like there's a rule that that, that you made. It's not the, the sign doesn't dictate it. You yeah. made a rule. About the sign, and there's also a sign on your uh, a, a door that says B, and I'm I'm giving you a pass on that, you know. <laughs> like so, I've uh, once again I've boiled down my whole uh, New York experience to uh, to Thai Thai restaurants, or just restaurant stuff. Yeah.
1: So how long have you been there?
0: Uh like eight months, I think.
1: Okay. And so you're getting a lot. Of, it's working like you thought. You're getting the stage time you were hoping you'd get, and uh, the material churn is is going pretty good.
0: Yeah, So man. You know, I um, I, I'm open, and I'm sort of on the uh, on the precipice of uh, uh, you know, like a big bunch of material. But it's 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 certainly forcing me to write a little bit more, and it's um, different experiences. Uh, And yeah, the stage time stage time actually was a little easier to get than I thought. Um, There's still some clubs that I'd like to get into that I'm not. But uh, yeah, I I guess because I've I know a lot of people. I've been around for a long time that uh, some people vouched for me, were kind enough to vouch for me. and got to some clubs. But. but yeah, there's a lot of really funny comics that I didn't know either, and a lot that I, I do know. Surprised me how many people I knew
1: here. We have a couple guys from Cincinnati that, that are uh, there now. Well, Dave Waite was there, but he left. He's coming back home, and then he's going to Los Angeles in January. Yeah, yeah, doing,
0: yeah. I got to see Dave. Doing uh, the reverse path. He out here for a while.
1: And then yeah. uh, Mark Shalafu, and. Uh,
0: yeah, Mark's got a little show uh, down in Queens that I do every now and then. In fact, I ran into Mark a couple days ago. He, they they got a really cool little show, uh, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's on my uh, football podcast a lot. We do the uh, the fantasy football thing.
0: Yeah, he and I, um, you know, I, I'm a Cardinal fan, so we. Oh uh, uh, yeah. A lot of trash talking going on during the, uh, the baseball season. So.
1: There, there you go. Uh, so speaking Either of one s- of the Saudi giants coming, so oh, man, that was. it's nice though. I mean, I, I they're like my second favorite team because I'm an Indians fan. Um, so I mean, I was upset when they lost, but it was it wasn't the same, you know, uh, soul crushing defeat like when the you know Indians lose or the Browns lose, you know, and the, and the Indians got knocked out by the Red Sox a couple years ago in the LCS in Game Seven. That was just brutal. But
0: um, yeah, yeah, or or like I mean, the whole '90s was was sort of full of a lot of. Postseason
1: losses, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, in Game Seven of the against Florida, and even uh, the Blues last year, finally getting into the playoffs again with the best record in the Western yeah. Conference, and getting swept by the LA Kings. Like, you've got to be yeah, kidding me. Going down hard. Uh, but didn't the LA Kings, did
0: they wind up winning it? They
1: did, yeah. They They, so they yeah, lost they, to the they eventual. Just, they just won. I think
0: more and more these, you know, this professional sports. It's just that team that regular season doesn't have a lot to do with whoever's hot right at the end of the season seems to be going
1: to happen. Particularly in the sports where you have a lot of series to go through, like basketball and hockey. And, right, uh, right. I guess it can happen a little bit in baseball, but but not as much. But football yeah, occasionally. Yeah, the
0: Cardinals did it two years ago, and then I thought they were going to do it again this year, but then ran into an even hotter team.
1: And now speaking of sports, uh, you know, a lot of your uh, material in the past, a lot of the stuff that people really enjoy, of course, involves uh uh, some sports stuff, of course, and then character stuff, too, kind of uh, around that. as you, you developing more of that stuff, or are you kind of moving in a different direction since you've been in New York?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, not quite as much. I certainly am not an athlete anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I get um, farther and farther removed from uh, having any athletic uh, ability. Uh, so I still write about stuff in the past. But, um, oh, okay. That, and then, but, uh, yeah, I just, you know, Maybe I I have written some stuff about like you know slowing down. I was leaving my house recently, and uh, this was actually right before I moved to New York. But I was, I was leaving my house, and uh, my neighbor goes, uh, "Hey, hey, Greg, are you going for your walk?" Huh. I was like, he, like he called it my walk, like my walk. Like I used to be an athlete, and now like I own a walk. Like I think it'd be, like ninety to own the walk, you know, no rich, I'm not going for my walk, okay, I'm going, going for A-Walk, I didn't, I didn't just take my pills either, <laughs> I'm not getting ready to watch my stories, all right? <laughs> Jesus, yeah, so, if I talk about sports, it's, it's a little bit more like a bad direction, or, uh, you know, yeah. um, and then characters, it's a little less, Matt, to be honest with you, I'm not sure why, but uh, I think maybe because, it, it, I don't know, it's a little more narrative, Um, My act, and uh, it's sort of a mix between shorter jokes, shorter sort of self deprecating jokes. I have like, you know, four or five stories that I'm sort of trying to figure out, like, how to integrate into
1: the act. Okay. And I imagine it's harder to find, um, you know, people that are that rich, you know, in in characteristics to make a good character, you know, because growing up, you had your your whole life to assemble those, and then now you're in New York mostly hanging out with other comics, it's probably a little more difficult to. Kind of distill those. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, you want to try to have some some uh, experiences away, away from comedians, but there like, most of my friends are comedians. they're a fun group to hang out with. So, yeah. I talk about old guys a lot for some reason in my act. Is, uh, old people. There's this guy Stan that I he's, he's this guy that goes to the comedy club in St. Louis. He's been to every show basically for like 50 years or something. And kind of know him. He's a certain character, and uh, Stan is, Stan is definitely sort of his voice certainly it's made an appearance in my acting
1: more and more and more. Oh, well, what what would you ultimately like to do, though? Do you you still have the, uh, is there kind of an ultimate, um, you know, point you'd like to get to with your comedy to, you know, try something out, do a a sports show or uh, um, something like that?
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I really like uh, doing stand-up, and I would like to do stand-up for bigger audiences and get better at it. I mean, that's sort of part of the move to New York was, I thought about maybe I should move back to LA because I'm a, you know, I think I'm better now, and then maybe I should yeah. really uh, pursue acting or uh, writing. And, and I thought, you know, what I really want to do is get better at stand up. I think I've invested a lot to get to a level where I think I'm I'm good, but, I, you know, I, I'd like to get great. And I, I kind of felt like New York would maybe help me get there. Now, that doesn't mean like I, I'm, I, I, do a, a few little side projects here and there, and I enjoy that. But uh, uh, most of what I like, most of my effort goes to the writing material for my act and, and uh, performing
1: it. Yeah, I mean the the landscape has changed a little bit, I guess. And you know what with cable and the internet and, and all that stuff. I mean, it wasn't like it was, I guess, when you first started, where you only had to do like these one or sure, two shows. Sure, yeah,
0: sure. It's, yes, yeah, it's different. I mean, uh, one of the uh, probably more scary things is radio when I started was such a big deal. Oh, yeah. And that is, you know, that was the best thing ever, you know, guys like the Bob and Tom show right. and a lot of other shows across the country, you know, really sort of put me on the map, allowed me to have a career, and um, radio has struggled. You know, the, the big guys like the Bob and Tom show, of course, are still around and, and, and thrive. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, that that landscape has changed quite a bit. But then there's little other things that sort of pick up, like, I get a lot of people that listen to me on satellite radio and then
1: yeah, one of my favorite that.
0: projects that I've done is, you know, every couple of years I get a group of people together and we, we write some audio sketches. Nick um, Deed was one of those, Henry Phillips, Mark Gross. I oh, think wow. He, a lot of folks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, and we, yeah, we play them. Uh, Sirius picked them up and they, they play them quite a bit. You know, it's, that, that's that been a lot of fun. So I, I hope we do that again this uh, in 2013
1: yeah I always try to get people to do that nobody ever seems as you know interested and I'm always like hey if you want to come on and work something out you know do a silly phone call whatever you know just hit me up let me know no one ever takes me up on it but um yeah someone was taking a couple of weeks ago uh, I was talking to I can't remember who it was they said the same thing that even with Bob and Tom used to go into a town and that would I would pack the club if he was on even you know long as it was in that market and uh, lately he said nah it's it's like pulling and teeth. Getting people to get out to the comedy club, which is kind of strange because most times when I go to go bananas and the funny bone here, they're getting pretty good crowds still.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the Cincinnati market's uh, been good for a long time. That's, it's a really fun week for me you know, to, to go back there because I lived there for five years. So, right.
1: Uh, so it's a little uh, different uh, when the, you come back the, here? Do you like, there's you know, places you like to go to while you're in town where you're here as opposed to, like, if you want to go to Milwaukee or uh, Springfield, Illinois, or someplace like that, that you kind of, kind of a different visit?
0: Oh, yeah, it's great, cause, you know, like, I, uh, you know, I, I certainly know my way around, around the city. Uh, and I have, uh, you know, a lot of good friends that I, that I go see, too.
1: So. Cool. Uh, yep, it's a pretty nice place. It's like a lot of people say, I think, uh, I think Vic Henley described it, because it's kind of like it's on that cusp of the south, because it's right on the cross, you know, the river from Kentucky, but it's also very Midwestern, so you get a nice mix of cultures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that, that definitely seems fair, yeah. And uh, I kind of guess St. Louis would be like that, too, though.
0: I think since the club is in Kentucky, uh, I think I kind of get, you know, I I definitely feel that. You definitely feel, you know, the Southern influence
1: there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think that, do you bring out some stuff you think can do a little bit better in, in a Midwestern environment versus kind of an East Coast, West Coast area? Or is it you just... You
0: know, I, I've always tried to write fairly universally. Um, I think sometimes it's, you know, some of the stuff, certainly uh, like the one-star stuff that really resonates. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like uh, in Cincinnati. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, I've I've always, I've never tried to really write like, okay, I'm going to do this this act for this region and this act for this region. Actually, I try to write, you know, you you want to yeah, it on television, yeah. That's national true. radio, and it's like, uh, you know, if it's very very parochial or regional, it's like, ah, I kind of feel like I'm wasting my time because, yeah, you know, I'd like I'd like everybody to be available to it. That,
1: that makes being sense.
0: said, like I mean, there definitely is, you know, I can, you you definitely get a sense like there's some stuff that works in the city better than works out on the road, and then there's even in, within the city, like definitely some stuff that works better at a club like Dangerfield. Uh, versus some stuff that works much better at uh you know, like a little coffee shop that you're doing uh, for people that are maybe a little hipper.
1: Yeah, well, and knowing the town, as well as you do, it, it, you know, there are a couple of things that might, you know, or even, you might even be here, and it'd be a case of you, you hear something or read something in the news and can't help but comment on it because you know the psyche of the town, again, as opposed to a, a Milwaukee. Or yeah, a yeah, Norman. every now and then I'll drop yeah. it. It's limited,
0: but every now and then I'll drop It's sort of an old trick. Yeah, that, uh, exactly. I try to avoid, because people sometimes will just, they'll just go crazy if you use some sort of local reference. Yeah. You know, a lot of times it's, like, disingenuous, because guys will come in town, and they don't know anything about the town. They're like, yeah. hey, man, what's your local blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And they'll say it. People well, just go crazy, and it's, it's a little disingenuous. So, like, But if there's something organically that, like, sort of comes up, uh, I, I really enjoy that part of the show. Cool. I mean, I, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I live in Cincinnati. Yeah,
1: and again, yeah, I think people, because uh, we've written about it a lot in City Beat before, and I, I think it's I think it's known that you're an adopted son.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I had a lot, a lot of, and I really, that was just sort of my formative years of becoming a stand comic was, was when I lived in Cincinnati. I mean, I would work, you know, the Funny Moon wasn't around then, so I, I, I spent a lot of time with Go Bananas. And uh, a lot of time, uh, a club
1: called Jokers, which was in Dayton, sort of in South yeah. Dayton. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, by, by the mall, yeah.
0: So those two clubs were a big part of, you know, I, I would not have been a, a comic without those two
1: clubs. Cool. All right. Well, uh, glad everything worked out for you then, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you here in town next week. And, um, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I can't wait, man. Yeah, thanks. It's all—it's always fun talking
1: to you, Peter. Oh, it is. Yeah, uh, uh, great talking to you. All right, well, we'll try and uh, come check you out too. I will—I'll uh, give you a text or something. Let you know if uh, we're gonna be able oh, to make it out. do,
0: man. I'd love to see you,
1: man. Great. All right, super, Greg. All right, well, good talking. Thanks for taking the time, man.
0: You, you bet, man. If there's anything else I can
1: do, uh, give me a shot. You got my number. Yep, we'll do. Thanks, Greg. All right, all right. see Bye bye. Thanks again to Greg Warren for being on the show. Always good. To talk to Greg. Uh, in the meantime, you can find Greg December sixth through the eighth at Doctor Grins in Grand Rapids, Michigan. December twelfth through sixteenth at the Funny Bone in Des Moines, Iowa. And December twenty eighth through the thirty first at the Comedy Works in Denver, Colorado. Now his 2013 schedule is pretty much in place as well, and we will link to that on the Pod Bean page. So you've got plenty of chances to catch Greg around the country. Uh, we were supposed to have a big announcement two weeks ago. We're still waiting to make the big announcement. Our partners are having some website issues. That's causing the delay. So uh, maybe next week we will have the big announcement. Oh, and you can catch me, by the way, at the Varsity Sports Bar and Grill in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's on Beachmont Avenue, December 4th, 11th, and 18th. I'll be there doing trivia. Starts at 7 o'clock at night and will run till about 9-ish or so. So if you're in the Cincinnati area or know someone who is, have them come out and check out PF Trivia Live. All right, uh, to the credits we go. Uh, music composed and performed by uh, John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor, with a little help from me. Logo designed by Dan Coble. Follow him at tiger dactyl on twitter like us on facebook uh follow me on twitter at pf66 and i believe that is all of the business we have at hand for this week except to say so long and thanks for listening